0: Well, it is a joy today to have on my podcast, the Mender of Hearts, Dr. Sam Kojoglanian, And I'm just proud of myself that I got his name right. He's known as Dr. Sam or Dr. K. He's an interventional cardiologist. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And an international evangelist. His unique ministry, which touches the hearts of mankind, is marked by his bold, practical, and uncompromising teaching style. Dr. Sam earned his medical doctor degree at the University of Southern California and he inspires his patients to live healthier and fulfilled lives. To date, he's had the distinction of being recognized as a five year honoree of the patient's choice award and most compassionate award, a recognition granted to only 1% of the nearly 1 million active physicians in America. He's also been awarded the position of top 1% of professionals in his line of work in the USA and was named ultimate cardiologist by the State Assembly of California. While in the office, Dr. Sam is known for healing and rehabilitating those with serious heart conditions, his reputation outside the office has become that of mending souls by God's grace and through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. He's traveled to various nations such as Myanmar, the Philippines, Hong Kong, Africa, Argentina, and Armenia, and he provides medical care to the indigent, food and shelter to the orphans, and proclaims God's gift of salvation to the brokenhearted. Thousands of lives have been touched both physically and spiritually through his ministry. Welcome, Dr. Sam. I'm so honored to have you today.
1: It's a great pleasure to be with you Angela. Blessed be the name of the Lord cuz he is good. He's good all the time. We're just going to lift up the beautiful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our master and our provider. Hallelujah.
0: I love it. I love it. You know if you're watching this on Insta- I mean on YouTube, you can see the glory of God radiates out of you. And so I'm just so excited. I can feel probably my heart rate actually accelerating because I'm excited about what I know you're going to impart to us today. So Tell us a little bit about your story and, and what is an interventional cardiologist and how did God kind of shape the trajectory of your life to where you are being used by him right now?
1: Well, the Lord is amazing. I mean, every we could take our steps and we can guide ourselves, but when when he is involved, he's leading us in the right direction. And Jesus said actually in John fourteen 6, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, ain't nobody coming through the father except through me so if i'm choosing my ways i'm going in the wrong ways i want to be in his way because his way is the right way Amen. and the lord he's just an amazing god I, I was born in an armenian community in in jerusalem it's the holy land and, and i was actually born on the mount of olives and, and that wasn't by an accident there's actually a hospital there y'all and wow. so, and then, and then, uh, my address, Angela, was in the Via della Rosa. We used to play marbles, run, and play soccer. It's just insane. And so, at the age of five, uh, my peoples, the Armenian peoples, are mostly Orthodox. That we're the first nation as a uh, to accept Christianity as a whole. Yet, because of the massacre of 1915, the Turks taken us out. Uh, most of them have uh, turned their backs to God. Uh, I'm just blessed. It's just a blessing, greatest inheritance to have a mama and a daddy who love Jesus Christ, who love God, who love the Holy Spirit and taught me as a young kid, look, you're going to have many friends in life, but the one friend who ain't never going to leave you, sabotage you, trip you, Hurt you is Jesus Christ. He will always lift you with his righteous right hand. He will strengthen you. He will honor you. And at the age of five, I'm like, I want this friend. I got many friends, but I want this friend to be number one in my life. And I gave my heart and soul to Jesus Christ at the age of five. And at that time, he revealed to me that I was going to be a heart doctor. And at that time, he revealed to me that I was going to proclaim his word. And I knew that at the age of five. And I've never turned back. I've loved him. I've loved the word. I've I've read thousands and thousands of books to get to where I am as an interventional cardiologist. I've had many, many, many rejections in life. 27 to get into medical school. Been told I ain't got what it takes to be a medical doctor. Shut down. But the Lord, when he's involved, the Lord, when he writes a script on your heart, ain't no man going to stop the power of jesus christ and the lord made a way when there was absolutely no way I was actually at the edge of the Red Sea where there's Pharaoh behind you, mountains behind you, Red Sea before you. And everybody's laughing at you going, where's your dream now? I'm like, you could talk about the dream, but I'm going to talk about my God because my God, he opens up the Red Sea and my God is able. I'm not able. I ain't nothing. I'm below zero, but my God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So bring it. And so the Lord brought it and I'm just his boy. I ain't nothing. I'm his boy. I get to open up heart arteries as an interventional cardiologist, but I know who's got my hand. I know that my patient is in my hand, but more importantly, I'm in God's hands and he directs me and he leads me and he loves me. And though I don't deserve it, he calls me faultless in, in Jude one twenty four And those of the beloved who are listening to us now, I want you to know God not only cleanses you of your sin on the Mount of Calvary, but he takes away your guilt and he calls you faultless. And it's time for you and me to stop saying, I'm an idiot, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I ain't nothing. It's okay. Well, come like that, but just know, that the Lord God loves you and he calls you faultless and he calls you perfect. That's that blows my mind. Mm Y'all that blows my mind. It should blow yours and it should, he's hugging you. He's loving you. He ain't mad at you. He is madly in love with you. That's the real story. Y'all that's the real thing.
0: All right. So I have to say, I know you're a cardiologist, but I think it might be evangelist first and then (laughs) cardiologist. I'm sure they blend uh, that is so powerful. I'm I'm energized. I'm jazzed up. I'm ready to go. And it's early and I've only had one cup of coffee. So, yeah. you know, do you see the parallel? I'm sure you do of the way God intervenes in our life and the way you're intervening. How is how is this intersection of your profession and your calling as a believer? How is that intersected for you? And in what way has God kind of brought alive his love for you because of what you do?
1: it's all things that I do, uh, whether I breathe, whether my heart beats, and that 's not in my hands, obviously, whether I go to the hospital and i 'm working on a patient's heart, all things I do, I want to bring glory to god i I, I put it in my heart and soul, just like daniel and i 'm not comparing myself to Daniel, but I look at him and, and his life, and in Daniel one eight he purposed in his heart not to defile himself, and I have purposed in my heart to give glory to God, you know in the back of uh, on my I, when i wear my scrubs. And when I put on my white coat, it's got Samuel Kojiglani MD. And that, you know, fascinates people that people like are in awe that, oh my gosh, you're a cardiologist. It doesn't fascinate me. The more important name is Jesus Christ. And the most important name is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. And he's in me and with me and through me. So whatever I do, whether I go to uh, the the other lands uh, and love the indigent and help the indigent or here in America, love my patients, Whatever I do, I do it in the name of Jesus Christ, and in that manner, I don't mess up because I don't want things for myself. I don't want to build myself up. I don't want to lift my name up. I want to lift the name of Jesus Christ. I'll take a, I'll take the hands of my patients, and I, you know, they may not be Christians. I say, may I pray for you? And ninety nine percent of the time, they're like, pray. Just pray for me because they're at a crossroads of pain and hardship and even death. And I just want to lift the name of Jesus and let the peoples know, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what the situation, Jesus Christ absolutely 100% is in love with you and wants to lift you up. Wow,
0: that's powerful. So let me ask you, you have this nickname, the Mender of Hearts. So flesh that out a bit. How did you kind of land on that? Or did someone dub you that? And and beyond just what you're doing in your work as a cardiologist, how is God using you to be a mender of hearts?
1: Amen. And you know, in, in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17, it says that God will heal our wounds, and He will bring healing to us. And and I I see God as the greatest healer. He is a Jehovah Rapha. He's the one that touches the man with the who doesn't see, and and He sees. He's the one that touches the leper. No one no one in history had healed a, he- a leper except we see in the Old Testament name. But but the the Israelites and the people of Israel should have known this is the Messiah. This is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because a leper touches Him or He touches a leper and he's healed. So I see Jesus as the greatest mender of hearts. And I just see myself as as a vessel that he uses. I'm empty, but he is he fills me with the holy spirit. And so because he's the greatest mender of heart, I'm just his boy. And I'm the little mender of hearts, and I get to, because I get to work on the hearts of people. I, I it, my name became the mender of hearts. It was I left my group. It was a lucrative group, and the Lord said, "I want you to evangelize throughout the world." And I said, "Lord God, you got the wrong man because I can't be a businessman uh, by myself." And He goes, "You need to leave." And that was a good ten years ago. And I, I nobody in the right frame of mind would leave this group. Nobody. But when the Lord leads. I must follow, I, I'm a, and then because of, because I obeyed him, I came and we made this office into the mender of hearts, uh, and, and my patients are coming, yet at the same time, I have the opportunity to go outside the world and evangelize to the world, so first and foremost, Jesus Christ, our Holy Spirit, and our God, beautiful God, our Father, our Papa, our Abba, he's the mender of hearts, I'm just his servant. And I'm the little mender of hearts. He's the big, big, the real, the real mender of hearts is God,
0: our Jesus. That's beautiful. So that was a big step of faith for you. Ten years ago, a decade ago, you took this giant leap of faith. For someone who's listening and maybe says, how do I know if I'm hearing the voice of God? What Describe what that was like for you to know in your gut that you were hearing God and that you were confident to take this kind of uh, such a bold step.
1: There's a lot of times when uh, we hear a lot of um, static in our lives and and uh, the news uh, television, Hulu mulu whatever you got uh, all this stuff speaks to the believer or the person who doesn't know Jesus Christ and the more we listen to those words, the more we're angst with the news by the way I ain't listening to no news uh, from November the 4th of, of last year I ain't listening to no news uh, it, they're not going to get me they're not going to put their fear in me they're not going to put their angst on me they're not going to put their anger on me I want to be filled with the spirit of the living God. I want joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control in my soul. And the only way I get it is through the Bible. And the word of God nourishes me. And the word of God will nourish you. And the more we're in the word, it's not like a legalistic thing. Like I'm on time myself and I got like, 20 minutes before I watch my favorite show. Maybe five minutes. And Lord, you better speak to me. It ain't like that. It's like diving into the word of God. You know, it says in in the book of Psalm, and I believe it's in 45 too, that Jesus's lips are drenched with grace. Oh, I want to get into that grace. When he says it's drenched with grace, I want to dive into that favor. And and, and in Hebrews chapter 4, 16, it says, come, come boldly. Don't be scared. Come boldly to the throne of grace. And, and obtain favor and seek favor in the time to help you in the time of your need. And so I dive into the word and the word nourishes me. And the Lord told us that his sheep hear his voice and we know his voice. So the more I'm in the word, the more I can hear him telling me, my son, you must move out of here. And by the way, he will cause things and situations that you're like, uh, I get it. He wants me to move. I see this whole whole picture, and and he causes things to go in certain ways that you like. I'm getting it. I, despite me being obstinate and saying no, I don't want to leave my group. He'll do things that will tweak you in a certain way that says it's time to leave, son. Let's go. But mm-hmm. the more we're in the world, the less we hear him. The more in we're into his word the more we hear him. And that's how you can discern. And it's not like, oh, I guess I got to go read my Bible. It's like, baby, I want to be in my Bible. I want to be in this grace. I want to sense his love. I want to dive in. I want to feel my Lord hugging me. And he hugs me every day with his word. And he'll hug you. He loves you. Don't, Don't forget. He's not mad at you. He's not, he poured out all his wrath on his son on the cross of Calvary. Mm-hmm. He poured it on him. And people are scared today going, he's, he's gonna pour his, ra-. he ain't pouring his wrath on you. He's pouring his love on you. And, and with that love, you can hear his voice in the name of Jesus, amen. amen.
0: So powerful. And I have found too, maybe you've sensed this as well, that when we overstay in a season, that God has asked us to leave, It's not that his presence leaves us, his anointing leaves us, but his anointing can lift off of that thing because we're overstaying in a season that he is no longer there. You mentioned the Red Sea and even Moses said, listen, I don't want to go up from here if you're not with me. It's Mm -hmm. so important that we listen to the voice of God, that we obey, even if at first glance it might not make sense because you don't want to be operating literally and physically and you're not operating the fullness of God's anointing on your life. I'm sure you've sensed that as well. And, and then it becomes frustrating or it becomes drudgery or it can become, um, difficult. And really it's just because we didn't take that step of faith when he asked us to, have you sensed that?
1: Amen. That's so true. I mean, Abraham was told, you know, you got to get up and leave. Uh, and I, I mean, what, what, a step of faith, you know, you're like, wait, I got my family, I got my city, mm-hmm. I got my property, and you tell me to get up and go to a place I don't even know, and you're God, I've never heard, and, and you know, Abraham uh, kind of didn't stay in that anointing, I mean, he's a great man of faith. Uh, yet he took a lot with him. He waited uh, for his dad. You know, it, it, he did some things that he was not supposed to do. And I, I think you're, you're absolutely right, Angela. We can't stay where we think the anointing is. And it won't stay all the time. We got to go to a higher level. We got to go to a place where he wants us to go. Amen. And when we're receptive to that, we, he will open up major doors. The thing is, we're so comfortable we love comfort y'all let the air condition come on or at the winter let the heat come on because I cannot be cold and nor can I be hot I just like to be comfortable and you know there comes a time when Jesus asks us to throw the rod down and look at the snake and he says to you and me pick up that snake by the tail you're like uh no if I pick it up by the tail that snake gonna turn around Bite me and I'm going to die. And the Lord's like, you trust me or not, pick it up by the tail. You don't pick a snake up by the tail. You pick it up at at the neck where he can't turn around and get you. So Moses had to put himself aside. And he said, look, I messed up already. I'm a murderer and I need to listen to God. I'm going to pick the snake up by the tail. It's time for you, our listeners, our loved ones, to pick the snake up. And I'm not telling you to go out and find a cobra. Don't be, don't misunderstand me, y'all. Don't find a, a rattlesnake and go, oh, Dr. Sam said, I'm gonna pick it up by the in, the G, in Jesus' name. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your situation may drive you to the point where God's saying, pick this thing up by the tail. It's time for you and me to stop being comfortable in America and around the world. It's time to serve the Lord. And serving the Lord in another anointing takes you out of your comfort. And that's what we got. to.
0: That's so true. That is so true. And what a great insight on that story as well. You know, if 2020 showed us anything, especially here in the U S is that we have grown overly comfortable. And I feel like God was stripping away all of these dependencies that keep us from a place of total desperation and dependency on him. I've done a lot of work in Africa. I've been nearly 20 times. We do see the miraculous in in ways there that we don't see in the U.S. And because sometimes I think when God is all you have, then God is all you need. But in the U.S., we have all of these other things at our fingertips. And yet we're feeling now this pain, this um, uncomfortability, for lack of a better word, that we have not really known before. And as difficult as it is, it really is the place God wants us to live in. And that is that place of utter dependency on him. I would love to hear about a couple of your, your travels, especially where you've seen God do the miraculous as you've stepped out in faith and being willing to be uncomfortable so that he could use you.
1: I love that, Angela. I mean, you use the word desperation, and I think that's what it is. I, I think it's like the woman uh who was bleeding for 12 years, and she spent all her money on the doctors, which lets you know doctors don't know all things, y'all, but the doctor of doctors, Jesus Christ, he knows all, and that's who we need to go to, and, and she was so desperate that she reached out, and he didn't size her up. He didn't go, Oh, oh! I see. You go to synagogue. In fact, she couldn't go to synagogue because she was unclean right. from her being. He didn't size her up. She was healed because she said, if I just touched the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. Then he looked at her and said, daughter, you are healed. So Jesus doesn't size us up. Jesus loves us all. But when I go to Africa and other places and I'm preaching the gospel and we're not necessarily saying, you know, now I'm going to pray for the sick. We do that. But just by, you know, in Psalm 107, 20 says he sent forth his word
0: Mm. and
1: healed them and he saved them from their destruction. I truly believe when we're preaching right now in the name of Jesus, as we are talking about the word of God, there are listeners here with goiters, There are listeners here with lung problems. There are listeners here with migraines. There are listeners here with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and all kinds of limb problems in the name of Jesus. You are healed because it's the word of god it ain't me it's not angela it's the word of god it ain't the preacher it ain't the evangelist it's the word of god that heals you and over there while we we're preaching the gospel i mean this lady comes up with a huge tumor in her belly and she said, like, when i came i had this tumor and the doctors st- said go home and die uh-huh. uh, she comes and listens and that tumor is gone without oh, no. us putting our hands on her, without us touching her, without us even praying for her, because God wants us to know it's not me. It's not us. It's Jesus Christ, our savior, our Lord, our master, our banner, the lover of our soul, the healer of our wounds. He is our true God. And I ain't going nowhere else. It's Jesus Christ, period.
0: Amen. Amen. So, do you travel a lot, or do you think with the pandemic, will you be back on the mission field uh, anytime soon? Or are you waiting for kind of all of this to lift?
1: I think it'll start again. I, you know, it was okay. kind of shut for me in 2020. Sure. Uh, because before then I was in Africa, Argentina uh, and the Philippines, Armenia, just loving on the people's, uh, you know, the true religion, it says in James is is uh, looking after orphans and looking after widows. And that's what we're called to do. And people are like I ain't called to do nothing. Yes, you are. He says, go, go to yeah. all the nations. He didn't say sit on your butt. He said, Go, get up on your feet. Let's go. And you know what? You may not be able to go to Africa, but you can bake some cookies and hopefully it's low calories. You can bake some cookies and hand it to your neighbor and say, You know what? I just want you to know that God loves you. Period. You don't have to go through craziness, but they'll like stop and go, What's up with you? Um, aren't you the one that doesn't wave at me? Now you got me cookies. And, you know, it'll, it'll open up a door. But I think we need to get to a point where we're preaching the gospel. To our neighbors and Amen. to Africa and to Argentina, to Armenia, wherever we go, it's time. And I think the Lord is going to lift that, us, uh, lift that up for us this year and going to get to travel again.
0: Amen. Well, I'm going to ask you one practical question. You kind of said, let's lo- go low calorie. You know, we've even come off of a year where we haven't been able to, like we said, travel as much. I know I've missed it. We've been more sedentary. Um, those things can be very dangerous for our heart health. What is one tip that you can share with us as the Mender of Hearts to help us to really stay in the best heart health we can, especially with the challenges we're facing in this pandemic?
1: I'm going to give y'all a simple thing. I'm going to call it WWW. Uh, and uh, the first W is water. People are not drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. And water is a great detoxin. Ah, there you go, Angela. Great. <laughs> your water. Yes, Yes, ma'am. That's how we do it. It's a great detoxin instead of uh, drinking other things such as like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. And I don't mean to name the names, but it's just uh, soft drinks uh, uh, or sugar-free drinks. People fool themselves with sugar-free. Mm, that's Four or 500 times, got more, it's more sugary than real sugar. And it makes you crave for more sugar the, during the day and during the week. So that's one thing, water. The second W is walk. Walk like a mad boy and a mad girl. Go outside. Even give me 10 minutes. Just do 10 minutes that decreases your mortality risk by a good by 50%. A good hardcore 10 minute walk every day is is an amazing way of taking care of your heart. And the last W I'll give you is the most important W it's the word of God, because the word of God says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and Thanksgiving, don't forget to give God thanks Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God and the peace. Of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts, that's good, in your mind, in Christ Jesus it'll guard you. The Word of God will guard you, and so water, walk, and word. Bam, there you have it. That's heart I love God. it.
0: I love it. And those are practical things we can all do. We can all get in more water. We can all walk. And most of us can, or you can find another way to to keep staying in in um, you know physical health and move your body. I read recently that sitting is the new smoking and that we are so sedentary. We have to get up and move. I'm a big proponent of everything that you're saying, water, walk, and the word of God. And I love what you were just sharing. Even when we allow the toxins of bitterness and we don't guard our hearts, it becomes Pardon to the things of the Lord, but also just makes us physically ill. So yes. you're giving us a prescription for spiritual, physical, emotional, relational health. It's so powerful. I hate that we're close to being out of time, but I want to ask you a, a question I love to know about all of my guests. Other than Jesus, when you get to heaven, what Bible character are you most excited to meet and what would you like to ask them?
1: Ooh, that's easy. I'm going straight. <laughs> I'm going straight to the bad boy, Isaiah, because he's like the fifth gospel. You know, you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. By the way, we only have one gospel. We don't have four gospels. We have one gospel, and that's Jesus Christ coming and dying for you and me on the cross of Calvary, and he died for everybody. He loves everybody. He died for you and me, and all we have to do is confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. He came as the Savior, and that He God raised him from the dead on the third day, and that and by that, we are. Satan and and that's in Hebrews uh, 10 9 or I I should say Romans 10 9 so um, so what would I ask Isaiah bad boy Isaiah what would I ask him I'd say how was it that you saw the Lord before Mm -hmm. you went up to heaven before you died and went up to heaven and that we find that in Isaiah chapter 6 and I I just love this. He saw the he saw the glory of the Lord. The Lord lifted him up before he had died. He had lifted him up and 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 he he told him what he needs to do. And and Isaiah's like, "I'm a man of unclean lips. I shouldn't be seeing the Lord God in his glory." And and you know, the angels came and put uh, they they put a coal on his mouth and cleansed him. But more importantly, Isaiah said, "Here I am, Lord. Send Me Mm. And I've, I've, he taught me that the Lord has taught me, everybody's coming up to the Lord and saying, give me, give me, give me, you know what, I want you and I to change our lives to send me, Mm. send me, send me. And the Lord's going to do amazing things as he's sending you, he's going to give you. But when we say, give me, give me, give me, we may not be sent. We may just sit and be comfortable so send me Hmm. send me send me in the name of jesus
0: wow that's powerful that's powerful there was such an anointing on what you just shared and what a process when we truly see the lord accurately our response is i am i am nothing i am so unworthy and then we do want to yield let all of that trappings go and say god how do you want to use me and it's so evident it's so evident that you want God to use your life in such a powerful way, and and I'm so I'm so honored uh, that God has connected us and to see how He's going to keep using you, not just here stateside but around the world. So, how can people find you, connect with you? I know that you've authored some works and some other ways that you know people might want to have you come and speak. So, let us know how they can find you.
1: Amen. So we got our website, www.beaconofhearts.org, B-E-A-C-O-N-O-F, hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S dot O-R-G. So they can find out a lot about me and the books that I've written and the newest series are on the book of Revelation. Rev it up. The Lord's like, hello, son, I asked you to write this. Can you write it before the rapture? Yeah, So it's going to be a good four or five years. And uh, we got a nice series on the book of Revelation. So that's one. Uh, And then they can find me on Instagram uh, at DR. That stands for Dr. D.R. Kojiglanian. What a mouthful. K-O-J-O-G-L-A-N-I-A-N at DR. Kojiglanian. One word.
0: Okay, absolutely. I'll put all of the show notes as well so that they can find you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sam. Thank you for just imparting such an infusion of, of, of the power of the Holy Spirit into us today, the joy of the Holy Spirit that's so evident, the glory of God that's resting on you. We're so grateful. And I want to invite you to just pray over our listeners as we close our time today, that God would just infuse them the way that he has you. Amen. And move them out of, them out of their comfort zone. We're going to pray yep. for us to get uncomfortable so that God can send us the way he wants to.
1: Amen. What a privilege to pray for the loved ones that are listening to us. Father God, we, we just bow before you. We join Isaiah in chapter 6 where, where he went up and saw your glory and the angels were saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We, we join John in, in the book of Revelation chapter 4 where he too saw your glory and, and, and he heard the angels saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So we just bow. We just worship. We just say thank you. Glory be to God in the heavens, in the, whose name is higher than Jesus on earth, in heaven, under the sea, in the sea, in the earth. Nobody. Jesus, you have the highest name because you became a servant. So we glorify you. We thank you for the greatest gift, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross, bleeding for us, taking away our sins, not covering our sins, but taking away our sins and and our guilt and raising your God raised you from the dead on the third day we thank you for the gift that Holy Spirit come into us Holy Spirit changes. us Holy Spirit change our message of our mouth from saying give me God give me I want I want I want and there's nothing wrong with that Papa You give because you are kind. You don't give us snakes. You don't give us rocks. You give us good things. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not shift like shifting shadows. You give, you give. But instead of saying, give me, give me, Father, let us say, send me. Send me, send me, Papa. Let us do great works for you because that's what you create us to do, to bring glory, honor, and praise to you. Lift up the loved ones who are listening. Shake them up like an earthquake and say, I'm done. I'm done with myself. I'm done with my uh, childish way of saying, give me, give me, I'm done, I'm ready. I want to be sent. I want to serve. I want to honor my God. In the name of Jesus Christ, the most high God, we pray. Amen and amen.
0: Do you long to walk where Jesus walked? Would you like to experience the Bible coming alive in ways you have never imagined before? Then you're invited to join me and my friend and fellow Bible teacher, Carol McLeod, in Israel, April 25th through May 4th. Imagine being baptized in the Jordan River, worshiping at the Garden of Gethsemane, taking communion at the Garden Tomb. You'll take a boat ride across the Sea of Galilee, float in the Dead Sea and stand at the Mount of Olives. If you would like to ask questions or simply learn more about this trip, text Connect Now to 94090. Signing up for connection will allow us to answer your questions, include you in our upcoming information meetings, and keep you up to date on the deadlines of the trip. Visit rolva.org for more information. rolva.org. To begin your journey. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg Yao PLLC. You can learn more about this award winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit Angela for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Denadio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.